0: Oh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Now, just because the Sacramento Kings season is over doesn't mean your fun with my bookie should be over with sports back. My bookie is back. And it's a home run. It's a slam dunk. It's a triple overtime game winning shot. Not that Kings fans would know anything about that. But still, I love it. You'll love it. Uh, My bookie has up to the minute odds on all of your favorite teams. You know, of course, assuming that they're still playing. Uh, and with the NBA playoffs getting underway in just a couple of days, it's going to be an NBA play in coming up this weekend. Uh, my bookie makes it easy. You bet, you win, they pay. It's that simple. Whether it's Major League Baseball, whether it's the National Basketball Association playoffs, whether it's the upcoming NFL season, it doesn't matter. My bookie has got you covered. Join today and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you've got to do is enter the promo code hoopball when signing up. Promo code hoopball when signing up. They'll get you uh, that deposit match of one hundred percent. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. I told you already. I'm going to tell you again. You bet. You win. They pay. Let's go. Now, until that manscape read rolls around later on in the show, that is going to be about as cheerful as I'm going to be because the Sacramento season has come to an end. The Sacramento Kings, uh, well, they finished on a two-game winning streak. I didn't watch the press game conference for a number of reasons. I was a bit busy today. Uh, for those of you who don't follow on social media or for those of you who don't follow the daily podcast with Damian Barling, uh, I'm headed to ESPN 1320 here in Sacramento. So if you're a fan of sports talk radio, uh, I've got you covered. Me and my man Kenny Caraway, who is another big Sacramento Kings fan, he hosts J Street Vibes along with Jason Jones over on our Be Heard podcast platform. Uh, he's going to be my co-host, D-Lo and KC, uh, every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock on ESPN 1320. If you live outside of the market, and you want to get caught up, no problem. Got you covered. All you got to do. Download the radio.com app. Download the radio.com app. Search ESPN 1320. Hit the heart so it shows up right there on your home screen. Uh, and make sure you tune in with us. 12 p.m. specific standard time. Uh, each and every single day. Monday through Friday. d and Casey over there on ESPN 1320. But I obviously I watched the game in its entirety. And I thought uh, it'd be a bad look. Like what's the point in doing a post-game show with listening to Luke Walton? But I did I did get a couple alerts that Luke Walton was preaching patience following the the Kings' loss, or excuse me, following well, following the Kings' loss in the bubble, following the Kings' victory against the Los Angeles Lakers. Now they won a couple of games in a row. They actually wound up finishing three and five, and given the way this started, I guess it could have been worse. But I thought let's there's there's no point in doing a post game show like nothing matters for that Los Angeles Lakers game so let's just kind of let the dust settle, take a little breather. I wanted to have a guest today it didn't really work out we had a plan didn't didn't really you know line up the way that we had hoped but it's all good man we'll roll solo. Uh, so I I thought you know let's let's do something for fun. Let's pull up an article from back when Luke Walton was first hired. And let's see, you know, what were were they talking about when Luke Walton was first hired? Well, Luke Walton was talking about, well, we've got to get better. We're putting defense. Does anybody remember this? We're preaching defense over fast pace. Anybody remember that? Anybody remember when Luke Walton was talking about The team slowing down and taking its time defensively. And then once they mastered the defensive end, it would create uh, an opportunity for faster-paced basketball. And you know what? Luke Walton was right. If you want to push the ball and you want to be a team that runs, one solid way to do that is to increase your defensive efficiency. How do I know that? Come on, Damien, that's a a terrible thing to say out loud. You don't know that that's true. Of course I know it's true. How do I know? Well, we just saw it. We saw it with a team in purple. Just not the Sacramento Kings. Everybody's talking about how the Phoenix Suns have won eight straight games in the bubble. They were certainly the Cinderella story of the bubble. Uh, They were the best story of the bubble. You argue they were the MVPs of the bubble. The Phoenix Suns, 8-0, never lost, had their kids, had family introductions for, you know, during during player introductions, had family do it. Monty Williams just gave this emotional speech when the season was over. You know, I'm recording this at a time right now. The, the Portland Trailblazers and Brooklyn Nets are tied after one at 31 apiece, so we don't know what the play in the game is. We know that Memphis won, which means in order for Phoenix... To get into the playing series, Portland has to lose. If Portland wins, it's going to be Portland and Memphis, with Portland being the eighth seed and Memphis being the ninth seed. Again, you're probably listening to this at a, at, a, at a time that the game is over, but I just want to give full context to what we're talking about. If Portland loses, Memphis goes to eight, Phoenix goes to nine, and Phoenix, despite having little to no odds to actually get into the playing game, they would have done it. They would have pulled it off. But there's more to talk about here as it relates to the Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings. And while I do believe I could spend an entire podcast talking about the arrogance of the general manager of the Sacramento Kings who eyeballed Luke Walton for whatever reason when Luke Walton was the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I I do want to be forthright with you. There was a time before LeBron James joined the Los Angeles Lakers. There was a time where I looked at the Lakers, and I saw the evolution of their young players, and I saw the evolution of the way that they were playing, and I thought, you know, with the Kings going through this alleged rebuilding process post to Marcus Cousins, I was looking at the Lakers like, Kings fans, this is probably what you aspire to be. No, you don't aspire to be the Lakers. No, you don't aspire to be the players. No, you don't aspire to play the way that they play. You aspire for the trajectory in which they were taking. There was a time, believe it or not, where we saw Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram and 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 Lonzo Ball kind of growing together. Now that they weren't a playoff team, but you saw them improving. And I looked at that thinking, man, if the Kings did that, I would be pretty pleased. And then LeBron came and expectations change when LeBron James is on your team. The makeup of your team has to change a little bit when LeBron James is there and the, the youth movement and the development movement was no longer a part of their plan and neither was Luke Walton. But I could spend an entire podcast about the arrogance of the general manager of the Sacramento Kings just going out there and going, you know what, I want that guy. I'm not going to interview anybody else. I know that guy in Los Angeles because I know him. Because I was a Los Angeles Laker. I know his dad. I asked Steve Kerr. I want that guy. And what did Steve Kerr say about Luke Walton? You're getting one of the nicest people in the league. Oh. Oh, Okay. Uh, Cool. I mean, that's good. Like, you want good people around. Despite the fact Luke Walton's first major story was, oh, never mind. It's a good idea. I didn't hear a lot of people talking about the way he coached. Now, I heard Laker fans talking about the way that he coached, but some of us weren't listening. Some of us weren't listening to the frustrations that Laker front office people had with Luke Walton, nor were they listening to some of the frustrations that Laker players had with Luke Walton. And it didn't really matter what frustrations Laker fans have with Luke Walton. I'm certainly not diminishing the role of fans in all of this, but when you're hiring, that's not something Vlade needs to think about. Vlade needs to think about what people in the league are talking about. And despite the fact that Monty Williams, the current head coach of the Phoenix Suns, Who did I mention were the darlings of the bubble? They were the darlings of this restart. They have won eight straight games. And oh, by the way, in addition to winning eight straight games, they have won 10 of their last 11. Have I mentioned that? I just did. So despite the fact that Monty Williams was out there, and despite the fact that the way that the Sacramento Kings roster was constructed, Monty Williams was likely the ideal coach for the Sacramento Kings roster. Why? Look at the players that have been on past Monty Williams' rosters, whether as an assistant coach or any other capacity. He's worked with Kevin Durant. He's worked with the biggest names in the league. He's been able to get the most out of those players. We all remember the tragic story about when Monty Williams' wife and members of his family were killed in that accident. We all remember that. Why do you think Kevin Durant reacted the way that he did? What do you think that Russell Westbrook reacted? Why do you think all of those players who know him, why do you think all those people around the league who know him so well reacted the way that he did? Because they, they 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 built a relationship with him. And you can't, as an NBA player or as a coach of any kind, you're not going to build a relationship with a player unless you're getting the most out of that player, unless you're getting something out of that player. Because no player is going to gravitate to you unless... They know you're making them better. Kevin Durant said as much. Kevin Durant says, Monty Williams makes players better. Monty Williams made me better, both as a person and as a player. That's, those were Kevin Durant's words. Nope. Luke Walton is our guy. Luke Walton is our guy, so much so that we don't have to interview Monty Williams. We don't have to interview anybody else who is out there on the coaching market. That is my guy, That's who I want. If there is ever an indictment on Luke Walton, that's it. That's the indictment right there. That he was arrogant enough to believe his judgment on that coach was the right one. So much so, he didn't need to interview anybody else. So much so that there was no one else out there who could change his mind. He needed his guy. And Luke Walton What is his guy. Brandon Williams was gone. There was no one else there to undermine him. He's got his man. He is tied and married to Luke Walton, and now we've got a pandemic. Now we've got a bubble-shortened, pandemic-shortened season. Now we've got teams, including Sacramento, going through massive financial hardships. And you think there's even a remote chance that the Sacramento Kings are parting ways with Luke Walton and or Vlade Divac. You're sorely mistaken. That is not happening. For no other reason than they can't afford it. So Luke Walton is our coach and Vlade Divac is our general manager. I'm willing to see how this all plays out. Here's what I'll say about Vlade. My opinion on Vlade from four years ago hasn't really changed. I don't think he's a good general manager. I don't think he's ever been a good general manager. Not four years ago? Certainly not now. He's bad at his job. Now, with that said, he fell into a nice little signing with Rashawn Holmes. Wasn't his target, and I'm not going to judge him. I'm not going to give him a big, oh, look at this signing by Vlade. What a fantastic job he did. No, Rashawn Holmes was a late free agency time signing. I'm sorry for people who are pro Vlade. He lucked into that. He legitimately just got lucky. Do I need to remind you, I don't know why I'm so animated, that Dwayne Deadman was the star free agent acquisition for your Sacramento Kings. Dwayne Deadman, who did not make it past the trade deadline. 49-year-old Trevor Ariza, give or take, Was a big free agent acquisition for the Sacramento Kings. He was going to be the defensive specialist. The Kings wanted Corey Joseph. Your Sacramento Kings. The commitment to defense is glaring. Trevor Ariza did not make it past the trade deadline. So you want me to give credit to Vlade... Because he fell into the Rashawn Holmes deal. Okay, let's dig into Vlade's track record a little bit further. Let's talk about, oh, the DeMarcus Cousins trade. My God, we can say after all of these years that the Sacramento Kings won the DeMarcus Cousins trade. Yeah, you can. Wouldn't argue. Or you can go the route that I'm going. And that's both teams lost. Everybody lost in the DeMarcus Cousins deal. Well, wait a minute. That's not right. Look at the caliber player that Buddy Heald is. He's phenomenal. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Yes, he is. Buddy Heald is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. I'm going to repeat that, and I'm going to say it slower this time. Buddy Heald is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. But what Buddy Heald wants to be is one of the best playmakers in the league. Buddy Heald wants to be Clay Thompson. Or, excuse me, Buddy Heald wants to be James Harden when he should be wanting to be Clay Thompson. Buddy Heald wants to be his hero, Kobe Bean Bryant. Not everybody is equipped to be Kobe Bean Bryant. That's why Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant. It's why James Harden is an MVP. It's why James Harden is an MVP candidate. Buddy ain't that, but Buddy wants to be. And so you've got a player who is great at one thing, but he wants to do something else, and you've paid him 90-plus million dollars in the same season that you moved him to the bench. So now you've got a bench player worth $90 million, and you've got to figure out a way to navigate the upcoming salary cap restrictions and likely pay top dollar to the guy who starts in front of him. Oh, hell, you're going to have a one-two punch of Bogdan Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald that's probably going to cost you in the vicinity of a grand total of $160 million. Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich likely to cost you $160 million. This does not include the max contract that De'Aaron Fox is owed old, because that boy is carrying this team. It's coming to America. (laughs) That boy good. Yeah, he good. He good. He gonna break his back carrying this team, and this coaching staff, and this front office. So, I'd argue both teams lost the DeMarcus Cousins trade. Buddy's a fantastic player. Buddy is... Is, is he's, he wants to be something other than what he is and you paid him big bucks. And oh, by the way, here's something we haven't talked about in a while on this podcast, at least, Buddy ain't happy. and I think James Hamm alluded to this. And if I'm outing James Hammond on this, I don't think I am. I think he said it on the podcast because we had a lengthy discussion about Buddy Heald, how Buddy Heald is doing a lot of the right. He's doing all of the right things in public when it came to be. Moving to the bench, he put on a brave face, and he did all this, and he did all that, and all of the things uh, that were said publicly and that were fed to the Stooges were repeated. Like, that's cool. Um, What was he saying privately? What was his demeanor privately? What was his attitude privately? Not what he said publicly, but what he said privately. Remember, he was disrespected by the $90 million contract. Remember that he wanted the max deal. He wanted the 100-plus. He believed that's what he was worth. Because he wins three-point contests. Or last year when Dave Yeager was pushing the pace a little bit. And don't ever let the 39 wins fool you. They were still a bad basketball team. They just weren't as bad. And a lot of those 39 wins came in the early part of the season rather than the later part of the season. And all this talk also, by the way, and I haven't even gotten to my point. I've been talking on this topic for 11 minutes and I haven't gotten to my point. So if you're still listening, God bless each and every single one of you because my point was going to be about the Phoenix Suns. My my point was going to be about what Mining Williams did that Luke Walton said he was going to do and couldn't. But before we get there, can we continue to talk about this situation with the front office and the coaching staff? Can we talk about the situation where it appears players they 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 uh they 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 they, they didn't like Dave Yeager and we had to make a change. Oh. All right, You're like cool. Uh you do that for LeBron James. You do that for James Harden, I'd argue you would do it, and you have done it, for Chris Paul. You do that for players that go to playoffs. You do that for players that lead teams. You you can do that, whether it's right or wrong, for all NBA players. Excuse me, who exactly on the Sacramento Kings last year was an all NBA player? Who's got enough clout to go? Yeah, I don't like Dave Yeager. Replace him because if we're starting to uh, imagine that the players on a shitty basketball team are calling the shots, that is that's that's spectacular. Well, because we wow, we, well, the players didn't like him, and my God, if the players don't like him, you've gotta you've gotta move on with him. Yes, you do. If your name is LeBron, or it is Harden. Or it is anybody of consequence. Not for a superstar in the making who was on his rookie contract. Not for a rookie second overall pick. Can you imagine that? I'm 20 minutes into this podcast. I've, cracked all, I've crapped all over Vlade in the front office. And I haven't even mentioned Luka Doncic yet. Hey, I, I deserve, I deserve a, a cake. I deserve a drink. Maybe we should start looking at the players and looking. at them like, hey, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe off. You haven't run the last coach off. I mean, it's nice. Like, you. you this reminds me of what, what it appears that the Sacramento Kings did. And you see this all the freaking time in the National Football League. You see this all of the time when a like a like, like a perfect example Dallas Cowboys. You've got Bill Parcells, right? You've got this hard line, hard nosed coach. And it's not working out. Bill Parcells, you bring in Terrell Owens. Bill Parcells like, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm out. And so what do you do? You go in the exact opposite direction and you hire Wade Phillips, the ultimate players coach. So basically what the Sacramento Kings did is they went from Dave Yeager, who I'm not going to equate to Bill Parcells. But oh, by the way, Dave Yeager was well above 500 in his coaching career before he got to Sacramento. And he was in the playoffs every year that he was the coach for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I still have questions about how he got out of his deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think every hire that whether Vlade was actually the guy who hired Dave Yeager has always been debated. And I think the regular answer, the, the, the most commonly accepted answer is that he was not. That was someone else's call. But I have questions about every coach that has been hired over the last couple of years. Like Dave Yeager was the coach of a team when the Sacramento Kings hired him or Shortly before the Sacramento Kings hired him. Like Dave Yeager's not leaving a job unless he knows he has another one. The way it's always been described with Luke Walton. Luke, we, all, we all commonly accept Luke Walton was fired. Luke Walton wasn't fired. It never had to get that far. The two agreed to part ways. Why would the two agree to part ways? Because Luke Walton knew he had a job waiting for him up by five. Feels like shady business practice. But we're not here to talk about shady business practices. We're here to talk about Bad front offices, and bad basketball teams, and bad coaching. Let's get back to bad coaching. The Phoenix Suns, they've won eight in a row. We've talked about that. We won 10 of the last 11. We talked about that as well. How about this? The points in the wins for the Phoenix Suns, 127, 140, 125, 117, 114, 119, 121, 130, and 128. Those are the amount of points that they've scored in the eight games in the bubble and two of the three games prior. All right. So what's that say? Well, they're pushing the pace. Well, how are they pushing the pace? We'll tell you. Their defensive efficiency during that stretch. During that ten game stretch. It's actually the uh, eleven game stretch because it includes uh their 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 loss right before the the suspension right before the break. Their defensive efficiency during that 11-game stretch, they're second in the league. Bruh. They're second in the league. Monty Williams has essentially done with the Phoenix Suns exactly what Luke Walton claimed he was going to do with the Sacramento Kings at the beginning of the year and was never able to accomplish. If you missed the earlier part of this program, I'd like to repeat to you. Vlade did not feel the need to interview Monty Williams for a job. And I think there's a debatable point here. I don't know what type of coach Monty Williams is going to be. I know that when that job became available, said very clearly, my old radio show. Well, we had heard enough. We'd been around enough. It appears they're targeting Luke Walton. I sure hope they at least interview Monty Williams. My opinion was if they interview Monty Williams, they're going to hire him. Simple as that. Monty Williams essentially had his pick of jobs. That was my opinion, at least in in terms of teams that he had interviewed with. He had interviewed a handful of them. He was going to be able to pick the job that he wanted. The Kings didn't even interview him like imagine that like what's worse you know what I mean imagine imagine things really work out with Phoenix and I'm going to present a scenario to you that I brought up this morning on the podcast with Damien Barley I say this morning because that's when I record it you can listen to it anytime you want to but I I, I brought it up then and I brought it up with with uh, Super Kings fan and uh, Twitter follow extraordinaire at Jill Edge, follow her. But I brought it up with Jill, like, Jill, convince me that the Sacramento Kings aren't going to be the worst team in the Western Conference next year. And I'll do you one better, because I know what your answer is, because it was my answer. It's the first thing I thought of. So if you're a gambler, we were talking about mybookie.com earlier, right? My bookie. let's place a wager. Sacramento Kings, Minnesota Timberwolves. Worst team in the Western Conference. Sacramento Kings, Minnesota Timberwolves, or the field, who you got? Dead serious. If these were odds and we were gambling right now, Sacramento Kings and Minnesota Timberwolves, you get either one of them or the field to finish as the worst team in the Western Conference next year, who you got? I think Phoenix has taken their first steps in jumping the Sacramento Kings. We all know Golden State's going to be back. They're certainly not going to be the worst team in the conference next year. Where's Memphis going? I don't know that I I don't know I don't know where Memphis is at. They're a wild card here to me. Portland? Portland I feel they're they're kind of if Portland is healthy, I I'll never doubt Dame Lillard again. If Portland is healthy, all of them are healthy. Psh, we're good, they rolling. they're rolling. they good. Nothing there to talk about. San Antonio, I don't know what direction San Antonio is going in all of this. I have no idea. But worst team in the league, no. Greg Popovich, he's co- Greg Popovich is coaching next year. Greg Popovich team is going to be the worst in the conference. Get out of here. So think about my question again. I'll give you the Kings and the Timberwolves. You get you get those two teams. Or you get the field? Who you want? 916-888-5898. Uh, that is our 24-7 text line. You could connect with me uh, anytime that you would like to, including during my live radio show, which I'm going to plug again here on ESPN, 1320 AM in Sacramento. You can listen online on the radio.com app. And I can also tell you right now that manscaping is a real thing. You know, we should go ahead and uh, let's hit some music for this. Um, And I'm not done. The show ain't over. Don't go anywhere. I'm trying to give you a deal here. I'm trying to give you a deal on the lawnmower. Trying to give you a deal on the Lawnmower 3.0. This is not a work. This is for real. Use the promo code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com, and that'll get you 20% off of your order. Free shipping, 20% off your order. Promo code HoopBall20. That is at Manscaped.com. They got a nice little LED light. Uh, It's water resistant, so you could use it in the shower. You know you need to clean Ninety minutes. You're good to go. You don't even have to leave it on the charger. You can just leave it right there uh, in the shower, little shower caddy gimmick that you got, and you're good to go. It helps prevent. It's got this. Um, it's 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 got this cutting edge ceramic blade, and that helps you reduce any any manscaping accidents. I'm sure many of you have had manscaping accidents. I'd be a liar if I said I didn't have any manscaping accidents before. I've but not now. That's because I got the lawnmower 3.0. So go to manscaped.com and use the promo code HoopBall20. Don't be stupid. Don't pay full price when you don't have to. You get 20% off your order. I know you've thought about getting this before because you listen to podcasts. And virtually every male podcast. Jill is listening to this. Jill, this isn't for you. This is for your man. See, I know there are a lot of women that are Kings fans, and we discount them because we do ads. Like for Manscaped, ladies, you buy this for your man. Because, you know, it's a gentle way of telling them, like, hey, fam, might want to, you know, clean this up. Manscaped.com, promo code HoopBall20. Get 20% off of your order along with free shipping. Now, what else can we complain about here now that the Sacramento Kings season is over? And don't get this twisted. Just because I'm plugging my radio show doesn't mean I'm going to be back. I'm not, I'm not doing this podcast anymore. I'm absolutely doing this podcast. And please don't get it twisted that just because the... The Sacramento Kings season is over. That we're not going to continue to do podcasts talking about the Sacramento Kings. We absolutely are. This is going to be a short off season. We got the lottery coming up in seven days. We got plenty going on. We'll be back here each and every single week. Uh, probably mad about something. I ain't even like. I, I ain't even mad. I'm I'm. It's 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 like a, it's. Like, I feel like this is an old episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, or I'm. It's like Uncle Phil talking about. Like I'm not mad, son. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. I'm mad at myself and my fellow Kings fans who allowed ourselves to get, you know, excited. We allowed ourselves to believe that this bubble wasn't going to suck. But, I don't know. I think I might actually be done complaining. I think I said what I had to say. I said what I said. I don't know where else to go here. Jason Jones is a great follow for stuff on the Sacramento Kings. He's got a solid perspective. In fact, I, and I, and I, and I, and, and if, no matter what, you know, I, I don't ever tell people how to fan and I don't like people telling people how to fan feel however you want to, man. If you're happy and you're optimistic, then you believe the future is bright. Good share with me. Would you like let a brother know what is there to be excited about? Cause I listen to Luke Walton talking about patience and, and growth like bruh, You were talking about that at the beginning of the season. I was patient with your ass all year and there has been no growth. If there was growth during the season. Yeah. Okay. I see. It's, you know, it's the most played out term in all of sports. But it's a process, and I get it. Okay. And now we're gonna see. I know what you're gonna do, and I know what you're doing right now, and I'm gonna get ahead of you before you send me an angry text or an angry tweet at Damian Barling. I, I I know what you're gonna do. I'm gonna stop you right there. You're gonna say, Dilo, what about the seven and three before the season ended? What about the seven and three before the COVID suspension? What about the fact that we were twenty and thirteen and one of the best teams in the league? What about that? All right, you got it. You got it. What about the five-game losing streak to start the season? What about the six-game losing streak that shortly there followed? What about the eight-game losing streak where I swear to you it felt like the Sacramento Kings were never going to win again? And what about the three-game losing streak in a game, in a, in, a, in, a, in a stretch, in a scenario where you win one of them? And your game today might actually matter. Imagine... You would have an opportunity at the playoffs if you had just finished 500. But you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. There was no growth. There was no improvement with the team. There were stretches of improvement. Or alternate theory, there were stretches of play where they didn't suck as bad. And maybe that's maybe that's my next maybe that's my homework assignment before the next episode of the Sacramento Kings podcast here on the Hoop Ball Podcast Network. Maybe, maybe that's my homework. Maybe I need to go dig into those numbers when they were 7-3. and three. Maybe I need to go dig into the numbers when they were 20-13 and 13 and figure out, okay, what exactly were they doing during that 10-game stretch and that 20-game stretch that was so much different than what they were doing during the other stretches of the season? Was it defense? Was it attacking the basket? Was it offensive proficiency? Was it defensive proficiency? What was it? That is my homework assignment. I'll look into that. And you have a homework assignment too. It's to tune into my radio show, huh? ESPN 1320 coming up this Friday. Uh, if you're outside the Sacramento area, remember you can listen on the radio.com app. Uh, just search ESPN 1320. Uh, hit the heart and make sure you are tuned in to me and my man Kenny Caraway. At noon. If you want more Sacramento Kings coverage, check out the Be Heard podcast platform. You can hear the latest uh, from myself. I'm still going to be very active on that platform. You can also hear Monday through Thursday podcasts from the great Deuce and Mo, uh, as well as the J Street Vibes podcast with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway. And even though Kenny and I are going to be doing that live radio show each and every single day, Kenny is going to keep up with his podcast obligations over there on Be Heard with J Street Vibes and Jason Jones, so make sure you check all of those out, and make sure you check out the rest of the podcast here on the Ball Podcast Network. Just because the Sacramento Kings are done does not mean basketball is over. There is plenty more basketball ahead. As a matter of fact, I'd argue we're just getting to the good stuff, and it looks like we've got some play-in games, uh, or a play-in game, potentially some play-in games, one or the other, uh, coming up this weekend um thank you for your support here of the podcast thank you for tuning in and listening uh, if you've got anything you want to clap back on you know i'm always down to be told i'm full of crap 916-888-5898 that text comes directly to me it comes directly to my phone 916-888-5898 we'll see you here next week kings fans you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel